Here's a message from Ken Lavica. There are things in sports you know to be true. You just don't have the evidence to present it. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirty theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, you uh, you believe in Bigfoot? No. No. Not at all? I just It just seems ridiculous to me. And also, I feel like we would have a picture at this point, like a real non-grainy picture. Fan Sto- fiction. Stone, you believe in Bigfoot? I definitely do. I mean, I at least believe in the Yeti, right? Like the species as a whole. Sure. You uh, you at least are willing to, to have a discussion about the Squatch. 100%. Yeah. Uh, it's just the caveman. He never evolved, Theo. They're out there. I mean, here's That's the it. thing, Theo. Theo's saying, oh, we just have grainy photos. Uh, there's no evidence. I don't know, because in Colorado yesterday, this from the New York Post. And Stone, if you could, could you just find the video? Just Google Bigfoot Colorado, uh, because I think Theo needs to see something. This from the New York Post. A couple on a romantic break in Colorado claims to have captured the mythological creature Bigfoot on camera, wandering on the side of a mountain before sitting down to rest, all in broad daylight. Professed eyewitnesses Shannon and Stetson Parker, as Theo walks to go see the video that Stone is providing him, enjoyed a trip for their 10th wedding anniversary. They claim to have observed the legendary Lummox while enjoying a sightseeing tour on the narrow gauge rail line between Durango and Silverton in the Centennial State's far southwest. Quote, we were looking for elk in the mountains and my husband sees something moving and then really can't explain it. So he's like, Bigfoot, said Shannon, a 44-year-old contractor from Cheyenne, Wyoming. It was at least six, seven feet or taller. It matched the sage in the mountains so much that he's like camouflaged while crouching down. If he asked before our trip, we would have said maybe Bigfoot could be real, but now we're convinced. Skeptics wondered if the sighting from a sightseeing train in southwest Colorado might have been the work of a local prankster, uh, Shannon, who shared the video of the odd one to two minute sighting, said that the train's conductor told the couple of a similar previous non-human sighting as well. This is getting juicy. Some took the couple's Bigfoot claims in stride. One commented, I believe, on Shannon's post with another saying, I love it, though not everyone's convinced that Chewbacca's doppelganger exists. One said, what are you drinking? Also, some believe that it could have been a hunter in natural camouflage or a prank pulled by the locals for the benefit of unsuspecting tourists. Now, Theo, you've seen the video. Stone, could we could we find a way to uh, put the video out uh, at ESPN West Palm on Twitter, the video of Colorado Bigfoot, Theo? You've seen the video, and I've now read you the story. Have you changed your tune a little bit on, uh, on Bigfoot? I'm actually reaffirmed in my faith that there's no Bigfoot that wasn't Bigfoot. Why would a man dressed as a a big uh, walking on two feet ape, why would he just be randomly on the side of a desolate mountain, Theo? Answer me that. Why would a man just, what, two days ago be climbing a building in Chicago? <laughs> with like, no ropes with or harness? With no rope, just uh-huh. with sticky feet and just climbing up the side of a window. Like, I mean, people do ridiculous stuff for attention all the time. And also, like, again... Give me a close-up, you know what I'm saying? Give me something that, you know, get an interview with Bigfoot, so, then I'll believe it. So what Theo wants, it sounds like, Stone, is for someone to either A, kidnap this poor creature, yeah. or murder it so that we have physical evidence of a body. Is that what you're suggesting, Theo? Dead or alive, man. That's that's kind of how I look at it. Also, like, what well, I'm supposed savage to believe, of you. I'm supposed to believe dudes just thriving and living out there and having a family and repopulating. Like, also, the problem with Bigfoot to me is, uh-huh. like, what is this problem, Theo? This is my problem, all right? If there's a Bigfoot out there, or there's a species of big feet, I guess. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, that's a great call. Are multiple big, <laughs> are, are multiple, uh, Bigfoot organisms called big feet? Is that the plural of Bigfoot? It's a great question. And it sounds it. like it. It rolls off a little better. Yeah. There's like, the family of big feet. <laughs> like, oh, there goes a couple big feet over there. I like that, actually. So, right. sorry. If there are big feet, <laughs> out mm-hmm. there in the jungle, in the wilderness, or whatever. Um, 
Where are they repopulating at? Because it can't be the same dude from 100 years ago that people keep claiming they saw. Okay. Um, also, with all the fan fiction that's out there, it's very easy to assume that there are going to be some impersonators, some pranksters to go out there and do it for attention. And on top of all of that, how would they be surviving without us realizing it? We've, we've discovered species 10,000 feet deep in the ocean, but you're telling me we can't get a close-up of a Bigfoot if it really existed? I, I don't believe it. These are all valid points. These, these are all valid points. Um, on the scale of, of mythical creatures and whether or not they exist, I mean, Stone, I've got to admit, Bigfoot to me seems the most believable. <laughs> like the Loch Ness Monster, that's nothing. I, that, that, that doesn't exist. There's no way. Uh, there have been multiple instances of that whole thing just being counterfeit. Uh, the Loch Ness Monster, no way. It's not, it, it's not a thing. No Kraken? Uh, the Kraken, not a thing. Not a thing. Just a mythical uh, seaman's tail. Uh, and, and think about the, the Kraken as well. It's a sea monster. Um, you realize back in the 1500s, 1600s, sailing the open sea, you're suffering from scurvy. You haven't had vitamin C. You're hallucinating. You've gone through countless storms. You're, you're just meandering using the ocean currents and, and the wind. Chances are you're pretty bleeped up. Yeah. So anything, you could see a dolphin and be like, oh, my God, look at that dangerous sea creature. All right. Like chances are you saw a giant squid. OK. Yeah. Or nothing at all. Uh, so, no, I'm not in on Kraken. What about dragons? Nope. No dragons. No dragons. Okay. Uh, dragons, not a thing. There is no uh, there is no lizard that breathes fire. That's not hard, a thing. Hard yeah. to miss that. huh? Uh, and even with the petrified aliens that the Mexican government showed us a couple of uh, of weeks ago. I still, we don't have enough. We don't yeah. have enough for me to say. Maybe there are aliens, but they have not come to visit this planet. We would have, we would have known. Yeah. How can you be that inconspicuous? Neil deGrasse Tyson also believes that, so I'm going to just go with that dude. He's yeah. pretty smart. Yeah, he's a pretty smart yeah. guy. But Bigfoot, I can at least see. I mean, the woods, especially in the Pacific Northwest, it's a, a vast expanse. It's very dense. And so maybe, just maybe, there's a couple of these things lumbering about um, uh, repopulating at least enough to uh, to be able to to survive. I'm not saying I'm fully behind it, but I'm saying I'm most behind it of the mythical creatures. Okay, uh. and that leads me to beliefs that you hold without any evidence to support it. Yes, we have that video from Colorado of the Bigfoot, but do we have enough tangible evidence to declare Bigfoot exists? For all the reasons Theo pointed out, the answer to that question is no. I do firmly believe, though, that the most elite athletes on this green earth, they are, they are capable of taking the smallest comment, the smallest bit of body language, and raising their level of performance to superhuman levels just by one, maybe one little small innocuous inkling of disrespect that is directed their way. And that brings me to Bryce Harper of the Philadelphia Phillies, who are now up two games to one in uh, the NLDS over the favored Atlanta Braves. Let me tell you a story about Braves shortstop Orlando Arcia. After the Phillies lost game two in spectacular fashion, come from behind Braves win, the game ended on an unbelievable double play, a deep shot to the gap in right, a catch against the wall, a leaping grab against the wall. Bryce Harper, who was on first, he had already rounded second. So he has to haul ass back to first. So he rounds second. The throw comes into the infield. It gets through the cutoff, man. It starts rolling out of the grass portion of the infield. And Orlando Arcia comes in out of nowhere, heads up play, hustle play, scoops it up out of the grass part of the infield whips the ball to first, and they double up Bryce Harper, who's trying to slide back in safely and extend the inning. Game over, 1-1 in the NLDS. Just a remarkable play, and boy, what a heads-up effort from Orlando Arcia. So according to reporters who were in the Braves clubhouse after the game in Game 2, Orlando Arcia, and this is according to Fox Sports, cackled emphatically, about Harper's misfortune, bellowing, ha ha, attaboy Harper, ha ha, attaboy Harper, repeatedly as reporters circled the room. Now, Braves fans, after that came out, wanted to say, oh, this guy doesn't speak any English. How is it possible that that reporter could have heard that? 
How is it possible that that reporter could have heard that? So there was a big question about whether or not that actually happened. And, oh, they're just trying to, to, to fire up the Phillies. They're trying to fire up Bryce Harper. What a, what a garbage media move. Concocted tale. This guy doesn't even speak English. Well, it doesn't really matter whether or not it happened. Because Bryce Harper last night went off. The Phillies blast the Braves And it didn't take long for Bryce Harper. Two home runs, the first of which was an absolute blast. This from TBS. Stays put, and there's a high fly ball. Deep right field. Harper watches it fly. Now, now, that's sick. That place is a zoo, man. And you can tell. Can we just listen to that one more time? Just the sound it makes on the bat. You can tell over television or over radio in your case that this man hit it on the damn screws. Stays put. And there's a high fly ball. Deep right. Stays put. And there's a high fly ball. God, one more time. Deep right Make field. me feel it. Stays put. And there's oh. a high fly ball. That's hot, man. You know that sounds like a home run off the bat of Shohei Otani. Hey, how about that? Finally. How about that? So, So Bryce Harper, not one, but two bombs because this one, maybe not as deep, not as, oh, he definitely got it as the first one, but he sent this one into orbit later in the game. Harper, high fly ball, center field. He's watching. Harris turns. Harris leaps. It's gone. Harper with a rainmaker. And another stare down. So that's the part. That's the part that I wanted you to hear, Theo. And great job by Brian Anderson on TBS to catch it. Bryce Harper, if you look at the replay, after both home runs last night, what does he do? As he's rounding second, he locks eyes with Orlando Arcia, the brave shortstop mm. who was alleged to have said, ha ha, at a boy, Harper, after Bryce Harper was doubled up to end game two. Whether or not Orlando Arcia actually said it, at that moment last night was still up for debate, still up for discussion. But to Bryce Harper, it didn't bleeping matter. Because that guy, former MVP, who did not have the greatest regular season that Bryce Harper has ever had, he slumped at times in the regular season, but he steps up when it counts. He steps up in playoff time. He is the heart and damn soul of that Phillies team. He is elite. He's paid money. The money he makes for moments like that. And he, well, I don't have a tangible study that I could present to you or Stone I can present to you. He is part of a small group of elite athletes that can take either a point of disrespect, whether it be innocuous or not. Um, He can take roundabout disrespect, the smallest comment or the most verbose speech and turn it into production. And again, You can debate whether or not that actually matters because he should be able to go out and do the same thing, whether it was trash-talked or not. But these types of guys, there's only a couple of them. Michael Jordan. Mm. Uh, Tom Brady. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Tiger. Tiger Woods. Bryce Harper. Like Bryce Harper's in that conversation. The smallest bit of, eh, this guy might not be all that. And they elevate their game. That right there last night is enough for me to declare that Bryce Harper's elite because the most elite athletes can take that as fuel and absolutely dominate. That is a sports belief I hold. I have no evidence to support it at all, but elite athletes like Bryce Harper can take the smallest shred of disrespect and shove your face in it because they are going to come back and beat your ass. I hold that belief very strongly. You don't have any tangible evidence, right? Any analytics that you can use. There's to back no it up. there's no numbers. Yeah. There's there's no documentation. It's just me purely going off of observation, much like Colorado Bigfoot. Yeah. I, I would say you're you're kind of spot on with that one because, you know, life and sports mirror each other. And if you think about life in general, 
it's it's a series of ups and downs. It's a series of ebbs and flows, right? So there's some days where you're more up to it, some days where you're a little bit more lethargic. In sports, that's got to happen, especially no sport uh, more you know magnifies this than baseball, where you're playing 162 regular season games. Like it's a long season. Uh, there's a lot of sitting around if you're a position player, if you're or especially for pitchers. So I can see a guy like Bryce Harper looking for something, finding it, and helping him lock in every single time. And, and nothing better shows. I mean, it's not tangible evidence. You can't really say without that comment, Bryce Harper doesn't still hit those two home runs. But, I mean, it, it kind of feels like evidence. Like the last dance, seeing Michael Jordan recant all those stories about you know, the smallest details, things that, like you said, innocuous, not even really. And I took that personally. And he took it all. Per- and, and, and you believe it. Right. And you really, it's not a, it's not like a facade. It's not like a. But again, this isn't everybody. Yeah. Because this does not, the, the run of the mill, even pro athlete, as exceptional as they are, this isn't them. This isn't them. Bryce Harper signed at the time the biggest contract, biggest free agent contract in baseball history yeah. because he is elite. And when he does stuff like that, and is he Otani? No. He's not even Mike Trout, for that matter. But he's got the mindset, and he has an MVP to show for it, of the most elite athletes. And, again, it's not tangible. There's no proof of it. But last night, and maybe you believe in Carmen, maybe that's what that is, and I'm misconstruing it, Mm. but that was sick last night. Two no-doubters, and it's not like little squeakers just over the ball. These were absolute missiles from Bryce Harper last night. I'm going to start using Rainmakers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's a good dub. I mean, so, 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 so based off of Bryce Harper and my theory that the most elite athletes can take the, the smallest little uh, molecule of disrespect and they can make it an atom bomb, What's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to actually support it? What is a strong sports belief you hold without any actual evidence to support it? Much like Bigfoot in Colorado. Like, we have the video, but we don't have the, the ultimate evidence. I mean, there's, a, there's a Bigfoot. Theo says, uh-uh, hey, that no did way. nothing for me. No. Me? I'm starting to come around on the old Squatch. Uh, what's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Can we take a moment to, to appreciate Bryce Harper's hair? I just want to make sure that we all are appreciating Bryce Harper's hair. And I would make this argument. This is a bold claim. Bold claim alert here on LaVica Theo and Stone. I had one yesterday and I can't remember what it was. Oh, trust me. We marked it. What was it? It was that uh, some team in the AFC, oh, you talked about the Chiefs not being the one seed in the AFC. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the Chiefs will not be the one seed in the AFC. That's a good bold prediction. This is another bold prediction. Well, not prediction. It's not prediction. It's just proclamation. Uh, outside of hockey, the hockey realm, and we all know hockey players have the best hair, Bryce Harper has the best hair of any non-hockey athlete on the planet. I, I mean, who would even be in the discussion? Puka Nakua. He's got a good set of hair. It's decent. It's decent. But it's not. I mean, Bryce, here's, and I, I know. Current? Tre- uh, yeah, yeah, current. And I know Trevor Lawrence is going to come up. But his hair's just long. Yeah, it's it's just very long. flat. Yeah. If you look at Bryce Harper's hair, it's it's voluminous. He clearly uses copious amounts of conditioner. It looks like you can run your fingers through it. It's well moisturized. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man. Like tre- Trevor Lawrence, I suppose he could be in the hair neighborhood. But Bryce Harper, he's living in the penthouse. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is like fourth floor. I'm trying to think of the guys with actual flow. Like you can't throw non hockey player because again, almost any hockey player yeah. is is it's unfair to even include them in this because Why they're so that? superior. Why is their hair? I don't know. I just think it's a cultural thing. It is 100 percent a cultural. It's a hockey culture thing. It out, so you just have the lettuce. You, it's just your lettuce. Yeah, like you got to have it. Like no. the better. Yeah, you got to have it. You you is have it to have they're it. Foreign yeah. too though. I mean, not really. It, it, it might be a little bit of a foreign thing, a, a foreign European that, thing. It's that sloppy caveman vibe, you know, just that gritty, no teeth, like the, the hair no, is but always I, but out. I would argue because there's sheen uh, European stylistic hockey players as well, like yeah. your Finns. Like they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got some style to For them, For right? sure. Yeah, like Czechs. I look at, uh, I, I, I mean, 
Yeah, like Yarmir Yager. That man, I mean, he spent a career with the, the greatest mullet in the history of sport, and that man slept with any woman he wanted to, nice. like uh, openly, because he had the best hair in a sport full of great hair. Uh, what's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? A sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it, and other than hockey players, who is the the athlete with the best hair outside of hockey? I say it's Bryce Harper. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Now, I'm curious, Theo, because you are a skeptic. Yeah. Um, you you like to deal in rational thought. You don't, And this is why you've, you've been so successful. You don't allow yourself to, uh, to be put in questionable situations oh. because maybe... Uh, I'm going to dabble in this. Maybe that's in existence. No, you deal with the here and now. You deal in what you know. You uh, you, you don't get too far outside of, of your Theo Dorsey borders, and I respect that about you. You're very consistent, thank like Russell Wilson. Um, wow. what, what's a, uh, you're better at your job right I was about now, to say, thank you. A sports belief that you hold without any evidence to support it. And I, I'm actually afraid to say this on the airwaves because I've, I've been thinking this since I was a teenager. Um, I've never let this out. This and is a safe space, man. Just, uh, yeah, just talk, we, man. we get it. We We're get all it. Boys. We We're get all it. boys. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think in salary cap sports, superstar athletes or even some athletes on the margin are getting paid under the table. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> That that was not what I thought it would be. I can yeah. dig it. I can dig it. Right, expand. Oh, expand. Oh, okay. So right. you think I got you, you I got think you. that superstars in salary cap sports? So we're talking. Yes. We're talking NBA. We're talking, we're talking NFL. NBA, and we're talking uh, hockey. Technically, you're a big hockey guy. Yeah, I, I knew there was a salary cap in hockey right. for sure. That's uh, yeah, tip of my mind. They're smacking that puck. Um, you're saying that the the superstar athletes, of goals, by the way. they're making they're 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 making this money. Yeah. But uh, a major selling point for these guys is, hey, don't worry. We'll sign you to this huge contract. Yeah. And we've got to maybe take some a couple of million dollars off what you maybe wanted, but don't worry. We're going to make it up to you under the table. So they're paying them in, like, cash? Come on, man. Come on. And I, and I think it's probably happening less today. What made you think about this, though? What made you start in high school to yeah. believe that in salary cap sports, the biggest stars are being paid under the table? Because if, if we are to believe that these guys, and I know that when you're billionaires and you have so much money, you often are also shrewd businessmen and mm-hmm. you're going to try and play by the book, not because necessarily it, uh, you're, you have integrity, but more so because it benefits you to keep your own money, right? Mm-hmm. But I naturally believe if, if some of these guys um, are as competitive as they put themselves ownership. out there to be. Ownership, ownership you're yeah. saying. Okay. Like a Jerry Jones, like a Mark Cuban. I mean, hell, Steven Ross, I can absolutely see him going this route. Like, the guy wants to win. He's, yes. he's openly, publicly done a terrible job of covering up attempts to cheat. Like, he wants to win. Jim Ursay just spent $20 million to try and save a whale, which is a noble cause, right? But <laughs> it just it also further illuminates that he has just $20 million sitting just around. so much bleep you money all to, over the place. To just throw at a whale, <laughs> which I'm sure he doesn't care that much about. Uh-huh. But, hey, good for and him. And we're not talking a whale deal. as in yeah. NBA free agent. We're yeah. talking a literal lives-in-the-sea whale, blubber and all. When you have that kind of disposable income, you have that kind of money you can just throw away and not blink about, and we're talking about, and that's just one example. Some of, there's, he's not the most rich, most affluent owner. We got guys like Steve Ballmer. We've got guys, you know, that have old money, generational wealth. I just think, I mean, think about it like this: if you're looking at a guy like PJ Tucker, and you know you have to fit him into this mid-level exception, it's like eleven million dollars. And again, if you're listening to this, again, no, no evidence, not accusing any franchises or owners. I'm uh-huh. just saying this is my belief. Why wouldn't I tell PJ, hey, you come here, you take the mid-level exception, and behind closed doors, look, maybe when you go out on the weekend and hit the strip club, whatever, we're going to slot you some cash, 500000 here, another 500000 there, maybe up to $5 million. $5 million total throughout the year, we're going to slide it to you. I have that direct connection. It's not like I need to do right. it like a recruit and a college coach, which we know is happening all the time in you know, restrooms and whatever kind of weirdo places that they're transferring this money <laughs> Through grab bags and whatever, uh-huh. how stops. Much Stone got paid at least millions. I'm sure. Fast after food, that fast playoff food bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, free food was big. 
Big free food. Did right? you did did you take improper benefits, at Southern Illinois? Often, <laughs> oftentimes, <laughs> oftentimes, still uh-huh. anything I could get my hands they on. They were in the form of hamburger buns, hamburger buns, shoes, mm-hmm. whatever it was, whatever whatever came in front of me. But this is America. Like it, oh, what I've learned about America and the great and the great Porsches. Porsches would be amazing. Oh yeah. And the greats here is if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Tom Brady I agree made a with legacy. that wholeheartedly. Tom Brady made a legacy. And the Patriots organization made a legacy off of cheating. Literally, we've mm-hmm. caught them multiple times. You're telling me that at not at, at no point did Robert Kraft, all those years that Tom Brady was taking these pay cuts to make the roster better, these quote-unquote pay cuts, you're telling me at no point did Robert Kraft slide his buddy some change on the side or at least some improper benefits that you can't give a guy in salary bonus. cap sports? I'm just saying. Now, again, this comes with no evidence. Mm-hmm. I'm not accusing Robert Kraft. I mean, we know this guy's... Pure and clean. I mean, the things he did. Well, I guess. I mean, he 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 definitely is no stranger to uh, giving a hand or being given a hand. He's more. Yeah, he's more of a receiver of the hand, <laughs> as we learned out there. In uh, hand the more you broke it down, Theo, the more I'm a believer. I think it was something that you know when it does come up, uh, it is pretty thought provoking for me. I do give it because I mean, you bring in a guy like o- OBJ, you bring in a guy like Odell for four million. I mean. Four million ain't getting him out of bed, no. but but the the three million that he's getting off of Lamar's contract, you know, I'm sure it that's, helps. Like there's stuff that's not, yeah. I and nobody would ever admit it. Nobody There'd never be any documented never. proof. That stuff's being burned if there is documentation. Um, it's like me when I was in junior high and high school. I worked at a banquet hall, and I was only you know 13 years old working at a banquet hall and working till like one two in the morning. So they don't want me on the books at this banquet hall in suburban Chicago. Uh, shout out Alta Villa. I don't think they're in business anymore. And they would pay me in cash. They would just literally pay me under the table. I would walk in to get paid every two weeks, and it would be a, an unmarked envelope mm. with uh, with with straight cash in it because they didn't want they didn't want the government knowing that they were employing a, a 12, 13 year old to work until two in the morning on Fridays and Saturdays. That's hush money, man. That's right. It was. It, that's right. <laughs> I was fine. I was yeah. making money. Well, and and that's the thing is like it happens in every trade, right? It happens. In every business, it happens all over. The like these United construction the workers, world. these contractors working across the yes. street right now, downtown West Palm, they've been putting up a high end first class condo. Some of those dudes are getting paid under the table. You got to. It's just the way business works. I'd be willing to bet some of those dudes are, are undocumented. And so yeah. they're being paid under the table and they're working hard as hell. I'd be I'm willing, all for it. I'm I'd just be, saying. I'd be willing to say a higher percentage of them are, are getting paid under the table. Yeah. Like, I think more than 50%. People yeah. prefer also to be paid under the table. It benefits both parties because you don't get taxed no on money. Course. You get paid under the table. So it's like, who loses in this situation? What loses is the integrity of the league. So none of this would ever get out in these salary cap sports. But you, you just can't convince me otherwise. I'm sorry. Uh, who is who is the, the athlete that most deserves to be paid under the table? LeBron James. I think throughout his career, but he spent a lifetime being paid. LeBron's under the, table, the one paying other players under that's the, the table. Thing. Like that, I, yeah, I would think that he like, he could always use more money, but he's got so many other income streams that I'm not sure it matters. You're right. I'm just saying, like, if you're talking about who most deserves it, but it's he, LeBron James because his in that salary cap sport, and maybe not anymore, but I'm talking about prime LeBron James. He was worth so much now, more than the value of his contract. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Um, because the entire time LeBron was with the Heat, the Heat were way over the luxury tax. Yeah. Okay, and so they're just paying extra money, paying extra money, paying extra money, playing that per- paying that percentage that they were over, and they were significantly over. I mean, he was in Miami to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in that spot where he's coming down here because his sole objective is no longer money, it had shifted once he left Cleveland the first time to championship, and they're already over the luxury tax to try and give LeBron that championship. Did that require money under the table to LeBron? Or does he say, hey, I'm good, Mickey? I don't, I see, I don't think LeBron would, and again, I don't want to speak for either side, but I don't think LeBron would necessarily be the one requesting it. I would wonder if in recruiting pitches, some of these organizations aren't telling him like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll give you this, we'll give you this right here, but on the side, we're going to cut you this. I like the thought that, that Heat Brass Mickey Arison's uh his his inner circle is reaching out to like Rich Paul. Yeah. Right? And they're like, hey, uh the weekly cash envelope, you can find it in the flower pot outside the La Careta on Bird Road. Like I kinda like I kinda like the uh how how sketchy 
that entire transaction may be. I like the thought of that, actually. In fact, when I was working in, and I don't want to out anybody, so I'll be more vague, but when I was working in South Georgia as a sports reporter, (laughs) and I got in close with one of the arena football teams that played in the (laughs) league, they had, it was a salary-capped arena football league, Mm -hmm. and I knew for sure one of the teams was paying most of their players more money under the table, (laughs) and they were the ones dominating the damn league. So it happens on smaller scales, obviously, but then also on bigger scales and more grand scales. If you think about what the term heat lifer means to guys like Alonzo Mourning, who get jobs right after. You think it means money under the table, guarantees of additional cash. You think that's the key to a heat lifer. Hey, you also being hooked up with a job for the rest of your life like Udonis right. Haslam and, all and right. Mourning and all these heat lifers get it. It's kind of incentive in a way as well. Uh, I'm, a f- I'm a fan. I, I, I... I am too. I am too. I could see that being the case, but again, we have no no evidence, no yeah, proof. No evidence. So like the Bigfoot in Colorado, where yeah, we have the video, but we don't know. Is that a Bigfoot? Is that a man in a Bigfoot costume? Any Bigfoot ever captured on uh, on flash photography? We just don't know. We just don't know. But I think that maybe, maybe there's a chance Bigfoot exists. I just don't have the evidence. Maybe... There is a small, small contingent of athletes like Bryce Harper who can take the smallest shred of disrespect and turn it into elite peak championship performance just by hearing their brain compartmentalizing any small, small, small presentation of disrespect. Or Theo saying in salary cap sports, these professional athletes, yeah, they're making more money than God, but there are a lot of teams in salary cap sports that are still paying the greatest athletes under the table to sweeten the deal. He doesn't have proof of it, but he absolutely believes it. What's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? Like, this is another one. Nachos are the single worst in-stadium concession. I don't have proof of that, but as soon as that cheese congeals and it doesn't take long, it's I'm out. I'm out on the entire thing. What's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. This is fact. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care rules. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And also, when we return, what is the whiniest team in all of sports? I'll give you my, my pick when we return. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN1063. Stays put, and there's a high fly ball, deep right field, Harper watches it fly. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Bryce Harper, what a bomb. Two of them last night, and the Phillies about to close out the Braves. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why the Atlanta Braves are done. Done. Season over. See ya. Based off of what happened post-game last night. But Bryce Harper, he is he's the focal point of a sports belief that I hold. I don't have any tangible evidence to support it. It would not hold up in court. This is merely observation, decades of watching sports. But Bryce Harper is one of a, a a small group of athletes who, at the even the slightest, the slightest slight, find a way to elevate their game. Like they're driven by it. They're fueled by it. And again, I think sometimes that's a little bit of a tall tale, bulletin board material. Because the vast majority of people, they can say that inspired me, but it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Mm. They're not going to make you play better. Might make you angry, but it's not going to make you play better. 
the, the most elite athletes, the Michael Jordans of the world, the Tiger Woods of the world, and I think Bryce Harper enters this conversation. They can take that, though, and it can actually cause them to go to Herculean levels. And last night was a prime example of that after what Orlando Arcia said, mocking Bryce Harper after he got doubled up after game two, uh, was caught in the clubhouse saying this. The media put it out there. Bryce Harper obviously heard it. And then Bryce Harper hitting two bombs last night. No cheapies, bombs. And he's staring down Arcia as he rounds second on both home runs. Like, that's just sick stuff right there. What's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And social media, at KLV1063. Uh, Theo's is, uh, is that in salary cap sports, and again, this caught me off guard. I, I I didn't know I didn't know that Theo held this belief, yeah. but in salary cap sports, don't think these teams are actually following the following the cap. Maybe publicly, but their 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 biggest stars still being paid under the table. Oh man! Like you're a a an underage uh, banquet hall worker, like I was in suburban Chicago, just getting paid in uh, uh, unmarked envelopes. Straight cash, Same thing. homie. Straight, same same thing. Yeah. What is a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ryan messages in, every team in football is doing their opponent a huge favor by not running hurry up on every single play. I'll defer to the former Division I quarterback uh, playoff game winner at Southern Illinois, Stone Labanowitz, for this analyst on ESPN College Football. Uh, do you agree with Ryan's assessment, his belief that it is doing you a disservice if you aren't running hurry up against the opponent? So he's saying he's a fan of up-tempo offense. He wants That's more what of it. He's saying that if you're not doing that, you are doing your opponent a favor. Okay, interesting, interesting. I, I wonder, I, I truly wonder why he feels that way. There's different, <laughs> way, there's different ways to go about it, right? You can follow analytics, you can follow personnel. If you have the guys to do it, the guys with the stamina, and that's what kind of offensive coordinator you are and scheme that you have together, yeah, go ahead, run up tempo. But a lot of the times, if, you, if you're not confident in your quarterback in first down, I mean, you'll quickly find yourself yeah. with the punt team on the field in three and out in 35 seconds. Like some teams and some quarterbacks aren't built for it. I think you can try and aspire to get the dudes that could run consistent hurry up offense, but sometimes you just don't have the dudes. And, and by the dudes, I mean like the brain power. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean by personnel. Yeah. It, it yeah. does play into it. When you, when you have a quarterback who's been in the system for three or four years, yeah, his I, senior year is going to be all up tempo. I don't mean for this to come off as disrespectful, but I've seen FAU coaches over the years uh, say, so yeah, we're going to hurry up and we're going to run these teams ragged. And then once they get to starting to use tempo, it all falls apart because yeah. the guys don't have the wherewithal of how to run the offense. When Lane, Kiffin, This is why I'll always stand by Lane Kiffin is as elite as they come when it comes to college coaches because I firmly believe he could take any old uh, average football player and put them in a situation where you could consider paying them money to play football because he simplifies yet makes such complex and difficult to defend offenses. And I saw it for three years at FAU. I'm a firm believer in Lane Kiffin. is a top five coach in college football because he's the most brilliant football human being I've ever seen. I love Period. it. And, 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 and Lane Kiffin is one of the leaders of what they call in college football NASCAR calls. So you'd have a standby call. So as a signal caller, it's basically a play number two. It's 1B. So on first down, if you're going to run the ball – you have your NASCAR on deck. And if Lane is sharing the same headset as obviously the, the signal caller, you'll run, let's just say you run an inside zone and you pick up four. Like that NASCAR signal comes in immediately and the quarterback sees mm -hmm. it. He knows it's coming and it's they up tempo. And it's immediate. It's a one word call. It's bam, 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 bam. And everyone's on the ball. So now it's second and four. You're allowed to go up tempo, but you obviously huddled up on first down. And, and, and it really depends where you're moving the chains and what's going on. I mean, I, what, I like it though from, from Brian. When Lane was at FAU, I mean, I can't tell you how many defenses like you could just see. They're like, white flag, white flag, we're done. No you know, doubt. We can't no figure doubt. This out and we're exhausted and this whole thing sucks. Yeah, coaches all awesome. always want to get a timeout in and change the defensive line. And if you keep those legs on the field, you can go do whatever you want. Lane Kiffin, multiple times. Coming out of the locker room at halftime, uh, several times when he was the head coach at FAU, would have on a sheet of paper multiple plays drawn up, and he would go to the officials before the second half started and 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 literally show them, hey, this is why this is legal. He had just drawn it up yeah. at halftime in the locker room, and he's gonna play, he's gonna run them in the third and fourth quarter, and he wants to make sure the officials know that it's legal. Yeah. This is why. Don't throw a flag. Don't throw a procedure flag. Yeah, 72 is el eligible here. If he's downfield, don't throw a flag. Yeah, all oh. those things. Yeah. God, that guy. 
and of course, Tom Herman, right up there with him. Tom Herman, uh, 145 today, pushing all his propaganda here Woo! on uh, Levicka, Theo, and Stone. What's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's start in the phones in Welly, Wellington. We got Tristan here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Tristan. Hey, this is an easy one. Uh, if you've watched sports at all your whole life, you know during a big game that Vegas is making that call. Come on. So you're going the script route. <laughs> this is all scripted here. You write the script, you follow the script. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's scripted, but if you watch, come on, if you watch this weekend, if you watch any big game, at the end of the game, there's going to be some kind of a questionable call <laughs> that will determine the outcome of that game. Tristan, may I may I surmise from from what you're saying that you might have had a rough weekend uh, <laughs> with the uh, uh, on the books last weekend? Is that a safe assessment to make? No, I'm not a big better. Okay, okay. I watch I watch the games, and I definitely don't want to do a, hur- a hurry up with my Daniel Jones. Please, <laughs> please don't do that. Well, and, and here's my theory. Here's another. And Tristan, appreciate the call. Here is another Ken Lavica proclamation, bold proclamation. Daniel Jones was purposely throwing himself into Dolphins defenders on Sunday to try and go on IR. Mm. Like He took so many unnecessary hits last week. It looked like he was a guy desperately trying to go on IR for a couple of weeks and get away from that disaster. I wouldn't blame him. You know, and he it, got the neck injury that he was aspiring for. It's it, an easy way to blame the O line. <laughs> and if you want to be, if if you want to uh, get the Daniel Jones experiment out of the way quicker, then yeah, go ahead and no huddle, no huddle, three and out. You get him off the field. I was like, going to say Brian Dable may be interested yeah. in that approach. Uh, Bill in Port St. Lucie on ESPN one hundred six three. Hey, Bill. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Well, uh, Tristan actually said what I was. You know, one of my beliefs, that's what I was calling about. I really think – now, I'm, I'm going to change it a little bit. Okay. I don't think they control the win-loss. I think not in the WL category. I think when it comes down to that line, at the end of the game, certain games are controlled for the money. So, you know, going along the line with Theo, whether, you know, talk about the money in sports, I do believe there are certain games throughout the year where Vegas controls that line, so, so let not me, as much as the win loss. Can I? Can I at least let me let me ask you a little bit about this theory? Okay, so are you telling me that these books? I don't know whether it's Caesars or whether it's something. I'm just using hypotheticals here. They are they are finding key components to these games uh, that, that have these lines and they're maybe feeding uh, a, a little bit of a, a, an unmarked envelope to said quarterback, to said coach, people that would influence a game uh, that would allow it to, to end a certain way that would assist the books. Is that what you're proposing? I, I am a believer in that. Yes, I am proposing that. Like I said, not in the W loss column. Sure, sure, but, but in the more cover of over under in that line. Yeah, covering that over and under and that spread. Okay, you know, not not let them get down to the forty yard line to kick that field goal and win by four when the line's two and a half and we're going to make this much off it. Uh, That's but, what I believe. Bill, appreciate the call. We may have to bust out the tin foil. Well. Here's what I'll say about Stone. Stone is Stone so, is hates this. Stone is so mad Stone, right now. Mr. Fade the Public somehow hates this. He hates so, this. I question, thought you would be a firm believer. Yeah, before we dig into this, because I had a point to make, how can you both be a Fade the Public guy and also not believe that Vegas is uh, having a little persuasion in some of these outcomes? <laughs> I'm willing to go to bat more so for the gambling gods than I will anybody with manpower oh, behind oh, it. Oh, here we go, Theo. The gambling gods. Okay, speak to me. What are the gambling gods? Gambling, gambling karma. The gambling gods exist. Like, they're real. <laughs> oh, God, gambling again. is like the antithesis it's, of God. It's like... It's like, he doesn't like that, like I don't think. Santa Claus. Like, he knows if you've been naughty or nice. It's the same thing with the gambling gods. It is the exact oh, same comparison. Like, if you've been like a bad, God. bad husband at home, um, if you've done bad things in your life or that <laughs> week, like, you know... <laughs> When it comes down to that five-team parlay and, and you've hit the first four, he knows what you did on Tuesday. Oh my he knows you, you rear-ended that, that parked car and you drove off. <laughs> and that fifth leg of the parlay, you're doomed. It's done. You're going broke. This is, this is more real than what anybody's able to do on the field. There are too many moving parts on a football field, on a baseball on a soccer pitch. There's too many moving parts. It, too many people have a hand in it. There's no way you can control but, it. But 
Okay, we'll be about No, but it game. just sounds to me like Theo or uh, Stone is proposing that we have a uh, have gambling confession. Yeah. Like, like in Catholicism, like every Wednesday or Tuesday, you'll show up, you'll confess your sins, and then that will keep the gambling gods from screwing you over. Yeah, why are you saying that in, in a laughing matter? It's, it should be taken very seriously. Karma. All right. All of that actually plays into gambling. It's okay. a real I'm sorry, thing. Theo, now to your point. So that might be his, his thing. That might be what he's bringing to the I, table today. But I do love, like God and like Santa Claus, he sees everything you're doing. That <laughs> yeah. was endlessly hilarious. You are, you are both, you are both uh, 24 years old and four years old at the same yeah. time. Elf on the shelf. Um, <laughs> no, so what I was going to say is we have pure and real evidence of people getting to athletes people getting to coaches to persuade these lines, right? And, and and the leagues are going to let that stuff out because they have to maintain the integrity of their sports, and then they punish these guys and they ban them. If we have evidence of – I mean, because, again, why are these coaches or players doing it? For more money. Like, why do people play sports at such a high level? For more money. So if at any point in this, somebody's offering you more money to do something that may cause you a game or maybe just cause you a few points, you shave a couple points here, you help out the line, why don't I believe it could happen for the refs? I mean, we have a documentary about that. Why don't I believe it could happen to the coach? Why don't I believe it could happen to the front office where he tells you you have to sit this guy? Like, it, it can happen. He's not lying. I don't, I don't think, think it's widespread. I don't think there's any way to do that widespread where each game. Not every game, but sometimes. But you only need one or two people to swing mm, money in your favor. too many cameras and too many people watching. Yeah. When Jimmy Butler makes a layup and the ref goes, ugh. Like he gets caught by some and now he's camera in the back, and now literally, he's fired. like you can't or get away with resigned. any of these things. Anymore. He resigned, All right, but so so it happened though. Again, and okay, it, it again, Tim Donaghy was supposed to be the last guy. I, I knew all of my lines when I was out there playing. Did I do anything <laughs> about it? Did it did it play into me on the field? Absolutely not. I never gave it a thought. Did right. I did, did I tell my friends to, to hammer the plus fifteen and a half in the quarterfinal of the playoffs? <laughs> okay, and buy your flight for free? Yeah, I absolutely. Man, this did. dude is just out in all of the Southern all Illinois right. laundry today. Jeez. Jesus. I had but nothing they, to do with that. Those are my buddies and my, my peeps. I know, but think about this then. Think about this. All right, you said that on the Southern oh Illinois level. God. Let's just say Matt Stafford, right, which he wouldn't happen, but just hypothetically. Candidate Matt's, for best hair in sports, not hockey, by you the way. See it, like you that. see it late in the season with the incentive-based players. You see, it that, you see that, but that's different. But you see exactly how it could play out. Like, we saw Tom Brady force-feed Mike Evans the ball so he can get an arbitrary 1,000-yard mark thing to keep it going. So you're telling me that if – not Tom Brady. Let's use somebody that's small. Let's say Brock Purdy, who's making $870,000 a year right now, but is, in Ken's eyes, the, the second coming of Tom Brady. Well, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an MVP candidate. <laughs> More so than Pat Mahomes. Yeah, well, technically everybody's an MVP candidate right now. So let's just say Brock Purdy, who's trying to make a little money extra on the side. He has a freaking roommate right now. Somebody tells <laughs> Brock Purdy, hey, look, we need you to cover. This weekend. I don't care if you win. We It would be winning for the 49ers. Yeah, but yeah. we need you to cover this weekend. They're up seven. The line is nine. They're driving late in the game for no apparent reason. They're just doing handoffs. You're telling me he's not checking out of that? Getting a quick throw to Debo Samuel, 10-plus yak yards, get the field goal knocked in, cover he's, the line? He's not. Pat no. his pockets a little bit. He's not. No, because but we've seen so many arbitrary points and field goals and touchdowns scored in these leagues. No. It could happen. And the that, analytics point to it more yeah. so than gambling does. And in this spot, if you're the Niners, aren't you saying, hey, Brock, we're going to uh, set you up with a bunch of endorsements. Like, you're hot right now. Well, you can make your money from the outside. And for a guy making that small amount of money that he is, like, you sweeten the pot that way so you avoid getting caught. Now, if I were to ask you guys both, because this would help your argument here, Theo. So this is just in August, the amount of money wagered in certain states. Number one's New York. If you were to guess a dollar amount that was wagered in the, the state of New York, what would you give it? Oh, my goodness. Because it's up there. In, in one month? In one month, in August. It's like over a billion. Over it's a billion. $1.1 billion. Yeah. So, so there's money into if it. If there's that much money being moved, let me tell you something. When money's moving, so do people. People move <laughs> with money. When it's that much money being moved around, <laughs> that people are going to be affected. Way worse than Neil Armstrong. Oh, boy. We are, uh, we are putting on the tinfoil hats. We have gambling sports conspiracies. Uh, we're really late. Like that's, that. uh, that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Kenneth Levicka Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Let's play some prize picks right now, this moment, just before 1 o'clock Eastern time. 
Stone, are you ready to play some prize picks? Yeah, one and one my past two entries. Let's go. The best daily fantasy. It's the best daily fantasy, and they want to help you out. Uh, it's, it's, it's free money. It's, it's, it's free money, and all you have to do is use the capital letters in my name. Ken, what are they? I'm about to give them to you. KLV. KLV. Use the promo code KLV. After you download the free prize picks app, double your deposit up to $100 there. Bam. Free money. Double your deposit up to $100, promo code KLV, with prize picks. Thursday night football. Uh, you've got a, a hot one between the Broncos and Chiefs. And by that, I mean, yikes. A hot steamy Taylor one. Swift is going to be there. Yeah. Um, so good times. Uh, all right. More than or fewer than 218 and a half passing yards for Russ. Let's go way, way, way more than. Whoa. Way more. That's than. easy. 218's a joke. Uh, no respect for the vaunted Chris Jones led Kansas City Chiefs this defense. One, this one cashes mid third quarter. Uh, oh, wow. That's good. I love that. Uh, on the ground, on the ground, Isaiah Pacheco, more than 74 and a half rushing yards or less than 74 and a half rushing yards. With Justin Simmons looming on that back end, let's go under. Uh, fewer then, sorry. Fewer, okay. All right, there that is. Uh, we always do pick four, put in 20 to uh, to win 200. You can do more. You can do more, um, but I, I like the uh, the put in 20 to, to win 200. Plus 500 odds right there. That's right. How about, uh, how about receiving? Uh, let's go. Let's go. And this is this is great. This is great. This is why I love I, why I love prize picks. Javante Williams. You may be thinking to yourself, why Javante Williams? Well, that's a square there for prize picks. More than or less than 11 and a half receiving yards. Ooh. More than or less than 11 and a half receiving yards. A little bit challenging, but they want you to make money with this. That's what I, that, that suggests to me. More than less than Javante Williams, Broncos, 11 and a half receiving yards. Start throw right there. Um, just because I think the Broncos will be down and playing from behind, this will be one of those yeah. you know, end of half drives. Especially if you say Russ is going going uh, more than 218 and a half passing yards. Yeah, let's go more than. Yeah, we'll go more than. This is a third and ten. Russ is checking it down, and Javante's turning up field and getting twelve. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> let's go to <laughs> Theo. Theo's against that one. And let's just go Harrison Butker. Let's go to the kicking game. Uh, more than or less than one and a half field goals made tonight. Harrison Butker, Kansas City Chiefs. Tell me about your man Butker, Theo. I will go less than only because our holder is uh, questionable. Okay. Our, uh, our holder is questionable. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Chiefs holder. Chiefs uh, holder. So there you go. There's pick four. 20 to, uh, just put it in. I just I just put it in tonight for Thursday Night Football. A little juice there. Yeah. Uh, prize picks. Daily fantasy. The best daily fantasy. Use the promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100. Double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. I just did 20 to win 200 right here in front of your very ears on ESPN 106.3. When we return, we'll go through the rest of of our, uh, our, our, these are good social media entries. What's a sports belief you hold without any evidence to support it? And the whiniest team in all of sports. The whiniest team in all of sports and why I think their season is about to come to an end. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. Lavica Theo Stone on ESPN 106.3.